0: Log Talk Radio. I've had
1: some good days. I've had some heels to climb. I've had some where it ain't. and some lonely night but when I when I look around and I think things over my good days outweigh my bad days ah, I I won't complain sometimes the clouds hang low I can hardly see the road. I asked the question, Lord Lord Why so much pain? But he knows what's best for me Although my wings Thank you, Lord. I, I want some plans. Lord has been so good to me. Has he been good? He's been good to me. Oh, than this whole world are oh, you could ever be.
2: Him
0: today, a pastor, Lacramee.
3: Yes, okay. We, we thank the Lord again this afternoon for this opportunity to come before you. With the word of God, we praise and lay before the Lord because we want to give you not what we want to give you. Oh, there's a million sermons we could give you as long as we've been out here preaching, but we didn't want to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't go to the restaurant into these places in these fast food restaurants in the different places, uh, barbecue in different places, just to eat leftovers. When they bring me something leftover, over, I, I call the waitress right there, I said, ma'am, listen, if I wanted to eat left over, I would have stayed home. Sometimes they'll cook the food over, and they think you don't know it, but see, they got an expert here when it comes down to tasting food. I know when that biscuit been warmed over again, or that chicken's been warmed over, and it was from yesterday. So I said, ma'am, this, this chicken was cooked yesterday, or y'all done let it sit out a long time, and it's been out for a while, so I appreciate if you would take this back. So it with the word of God, leaders and preachers and apostles and teachers, we that have been in trust with the word of God. The word of God we realise the word of God ain't no left over, but we also supposed to study the word to show ourselves approved. A Our word that need not made made a shame, right, divide the word of truth. So you just don't grab something on Sunday morning and take it in there and give people when you hadn't tasted, you hadn't you hadn't warmed it up, you you hadn't taste it yourself. The Bible says taste and see. You're going to be first partake of the word before you go hand it to someone else. You, done, you know, so busy through the week that you ain't had time to search that word out. So just because you know you can preach or because you know you can teach, you grab something and run with it. But if the anointing ain't on what you got, it's not going to bless the people that are listening to him. Because the Bible right to divide the word. So we come this afternoon to rightly divide the word, praying and asking God what he would have us to talk about this evening. And he told us to tell the people to put their trust. In him and leave it there. Uh somebody ought to tell somebody that put your trust in the Lord and leave it there. See what's wrong with us is we, we, we put our trust in God but we don't leave it there. We take it back. We 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 trust him when we want to. We trust him when we need him. We, we trust him. When we run into the circumstances. We'll trust him. We're running this way. But then after that, we don't need him no more. We're going by a little daily business. Uh, we act like he would treat him like he's a spare tire in the back of the trunk. We only pull him out when we have a flag. Oh, but God want us to trust Him, just like a little baby trusts a mama. Don't you know that little baby in the little mama's arm? And my daughter has children, and I notice how careful she is holding that baby. She ain't gonna let that baby fall, and that baby don't look like to me that that baby worrying about her mama letting them fall either. That baby already know has a sense that that mama ain't gonna let that baby fall out her out of her arm, and that baby how come. That baby ain't there worrying about whether where's gonna nick milk gonna come or the next pamper gonna come or or whatever she got to feed. That baby, the next clothes it's going to wear, that baby had no ideal and no concern, and that's where we should be. We should know that putting our trust in God is going to make everything all right. Now, chances chances are, at one point or another, you know your faith in God has wavered, just like mine. I faith wavered, but you shouldn't live right there in that wavering position. Maybe you recently lost a loved one or struggling mentally or emotionally. Uh, perhaps you're going through a painful divorce or found out your best friend is sick. During these incredible hardships, it can be difficult to trust in the Lord playing for you. But it's during these dark moments that, the surround, that you surround yourself with the Bible. This is the time for you to find scriptures in the Bible on trusting in the Lord. See, there are the scriptures. We find scriptures on sickness. We find scriptures on despair. We find scriptures on discouragement. The There's so many different scriptures about so many different things. But you need to find your, some scriptures on trusting in the Lord. And that's what I did today. Tonight I found some scriptures, and I'm going to share with you in trusting the Lord. Your, your trust in God should be more higher than that. You if your trust is at 50, it ought to be at 90 when we leave here tonight. If it at 70, it ought to be to 100. It, 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 for a while, the word of God pushes us upward, not downward. So I hope that after hearing God's word tonight that your trust in him will be enlightened, that you'll be like, oh, ready to run over a a troop and jump over a wall, that you'll be excited, that that you've been serving a God so powerful that could do everything that failed. And trusting God is the most crucial. While it may be frustrating to rekindle your relationship with God after experiencing painful obstacles, these verses that I'm going to share with you tonight will remind you of his plan for your life and for your future. When you find yourself worried about what tomorrow may bring, lean on, on the Bible. Lean on the verses in the Bible. They'll give you comfort, faith in God's timing. You've got to understand when you trust in God and waiting on God, you've got to do it in his time, not your time. See, what happens is when God don't show up when we want him to, we get discouraged. We want to throw in the towel. We, we want to sit back. We want to stop. We want to quit. Don't you know quitting is the same thing as stopping? And stopping is the same thing as quitting? And drawing back is the same thing as stopping? Giving up is the same thing as quitting? Won't go no more is the same thing as quitting? I had enough is the same thing as quitting? I ain't going to do no more is the same thing as quitting? We quit in so many ways and don't you know we quit. But this is no time to quit. I come by this afternoon to put some gloves back on somebody. It's time to boss. It's time when the bell rang for you to come out of the corner. Some of you that have been in the corner too long. The devil to knocked you in that corner, and you don't about gave up on God. And here goes the bell ring, and they sitting there watching you, and you still sitting in the corner. Baby, you in a fight now, and you fight for your life. So when the bell rang, I encourage you come out that corner with both gloves on, and knowing that God gonna fight for you. He said the battle is not your Listen, even though listen, even because just cause he said the battle ain't yours, it's his Don't mean for you to sit in the corner, and don't do nothing. You got to come out that corner. What he meant was he going to do it through you. He going to do it through you. When you come out that corner swinging, God going to swing with you. Listen, David didn't kill the giant because he ran toward the giant. With his hands in his pocket, like he wasn't doing nothing, David was doing something when he went toward that giant. David trusted God that, that just, See, you know what? You know what killed that giant? The trust David had in God. David told that giant, before he got this said, listen, I don't know who you who you think you messing with. You ain't you ain't just messing with the army, other you, you you didn't just this his army." But you have defiled the living God. He said, and this God going to give me power to kill you. He said, you know what? The birds going to eat you this afternoon. I'm going to get him something to eat. I'm going to kill you and give you to the buzzer, to the birds of the air. David told him that before he got there. But the man thought David was praying because he's a little boy. Y'all send this little old runny boy out here to fight me. Y'all ought to be embarrassed, ashamed of yourself with a stick it in his hand like I'm some dog. I'm going to kill him and leave him laying out here on the ground. That's what he thought he was going to do. But David had his trust in the Lord. And the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob used that slain shot and that rock David had and his trust, and he killed that giant. And that same God will kill your giant. You just got to trust him. Sometimes, you know, sometimes your faith will get lightning and get weak. But reach way back and think of what he did yesterday. Look what he did a week before. Look what he did a year ago. He the same God. If he did it then, he'll do it now. And all there is immense power in keeping faith, even in the hardest moment. When you feel it's slipping away, still it can be difficult to find the right verse that will remind you of the power of trusting in God. And this time we're going to share with you some verses of scripture. We want you to take these verses and let them encourage you that you might know that the God, Word of God Comes to, to to quicken us. The Bible says it was quicker. It was sharper than the two edged sword. And when we read it, it quickens us. It comes to encourage us. It comes to enlighten us. It comes to lift us up. Job thirty one. You might want to write this down, and I'll try to be blunt. Job thirty one twenty four. It said, "If I make gold my trust, says to find gold, my security." That, that also is a punishable offense because I would then be disloyal to God above. Other words, what he was saying is, Job was saying, don't place all your faith in mortal things like money or objects. Your trust should be for God alone. Anything else will let you down. Anything else. Fine gold. Gold is pretty. Yeah, gold is fine. Gold is pretty. But it cannot do for you what God can do for you. And when you put your trust in these things like gold and silver and money and, and, and your saving bonds and your, and your CDs and all them things, they're going to fail. You look at people. Look at people who, who just losing so much now I have put their trust. Uh, a few years ago, and, and I don't exactly remember the name, and I won't call it a name anyway, but a few years ago, this company of people lost all their savings. Cause this man that was in charge of them, uh, surrendered their money, and swindled their money. Some of them lost eighty thousand, some of them lost one hundred and fifty, some of them lost over two hundred thousand. They lost all their life savings because they had put it in the hand of a broker, and he he swindled all their money. Yes, he went to prison for it, but they went, but they're not gonna get their money back. All they done them with 40 and 30 and 50 years. Here they is 65 and 50 at retirement age. They retired, to retire trusting in that money to live off of. And this man swindled them. And and all the things they can do is punish him, but he does not have no money to give back to them. The government ain't going to give it back. The state ain't going to give it back. It's just lost. It is gone. And if they ain't got no more money put up somewhere, they are really in a hard situation. You see what happens when we put our trust in money? Yes, money will let you down, child. But I Bible say money will take Wayne the fly away. So let make sure that it's okay to thank God for your money. I don't care if you're rich, you should put your trust in God. See, that's what happened. We think because we're rich, and we don't need no more. The Bible said, the rich man said, what need I of uh, God? To a rich man, it's not all rich men now. To most rich rich men, it's a fool for you to tell him that he needs God. Because his riches is his God. The scripture said, his riches is his God. What need I of uh, God? Well, honey, I let you know, Mr. Rich Man, you need God, even though you're rich. Huh? Your riches can't heal your body. Your riches can't regulate your mind. Your riches can't restore your joy. Your riches can't lift up your bowed down head. Your riches can't put your marriage back together. Your riches can't do all, bring your family back together. Your riches can't take that sorrow and sadness out of you. A few days, a few days, a few months ago, won't call no name again, some famous actor. Killed himself, took his life, committed suicide, and was rich, but he said he left a letter, said in a world of so many people, he was sad, isn't that something? He put his trust in material things, and he said out of all these people in the world, and he had many family members too, not not counting us, or, I mean the world wasn't empty, but but a spirit came on him and made him feel like that life was not worth living, and he committed suicide. Saying, and leaving a sorrowful letter saying that he was sad. Ain't that something to be sad and be rich? So that's why there's a void in us that only God can fill. I don't care how much you try to fill it. You can put money in it. You put your wife in it. You put your husband in it. You put your children in it. You can put job in it. You put material things in it. It will not fill up that hole because God only seeks that hole for him. It belongs to God. That void belongs to God. Psalm 37 and 3. Trust the Lord and do good. Live in the land and and farm 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 faithfulness. Back then, you know, they farmed. Basically, that was what it was about. That's how they made their livelihood. They fished, they swarmed, they farmed the land with sheep and cattle and, and all that thing. If you keep your head down and work hard and foster a faithful relationship with God. He will be there for you through anything, what the writer is trying to say in Psalm 37 to 3. If you trust in the Lord and live right, God will bless you. When I came to the Lord in 1979, in prison, I had nothing. I did not have one nickel. I had nothing. I didn't even have a name. In prison, they don't call you by your name. They call you by a number. I was a number, not a name. And but God took this number and God blessed me and he brought me out of prison as I trusted moment by moment and day by day. it had been over from 1979, over 40 some years ago that I gave my life unto the Lord in prison and God have blessed me moment by moment, day by day, hour by hour, week by week. He have blessed me. He brought me out. He, he, he gave me a beautiful wife who I've been married with now over 42 years. We just celebrated on Valentine's Day, I was 40. Second anniversary. She still loved me with gleams in her eyes and I still love her too. Praise God. Look what god to do. He took a nuts and they made something out of me. Then he blessed me to a job that they hired me. And what they wanted supposed to hire a felon because I was a seller. I had just come out of prison a felon. They hired me on this job. And and it what's so good about it, they were laying out on I was trusting God every moment I walked. I went to trusting God. Someone believe I will not gonna get no job there because uh, they didn't hire selling and they were laying off. I had two opposition against me. They had just laid off 500 people, plus I'm a felon. They hired me, uh, and and, they, and I stayed there 19 years at that until it shut down and went overseas and to another country. So do you see what God to do? Oh, you don't have to look at your record but look at your life out of mistakes you made. I looked into the Lord, and they overlooked my record. God put his hand on my record, and they overlooked my record and hired me a felon, and and I stayed there. Then I went to the school system, and you know in the school system, you ain't somebody, you're not supposed to hire a felon in the school system want those kids, but they hired me, and I stayed there another 19 years in the school system, loyal, trusting God every step of the way, found favor with the students, found favor with the teachers, found favor with the principal. Same with the bus drivers and the people that were there. Why? Because I put my trust in God. I want you to know if you put your trust in God, he won't let you down. Check out. Where is your trust? Maybe you thought you had it in God, but you find out that you don't. It's so easy to think you trust in God and not trust in him. But if you trust him, he'll make a way out of no way. If you trust him, he'll work a miracle on top of miracle. And not only that, did he give me a wife? Uh, for 42 years, he gave me four beautiful children. I have three beautiful girls, and I have a son. And out of, out of that, I have 22 grandbabies. You say, God took this man out of prison. Uh, who got 22 grandbabies? I know a lot of people do. But I am blessed. God took me out of prison from nothing, from a name that had no name, and gave me a name. He gave me a name, called me into the ministry. Pastored. I pastored over, over 40-some years. Pastoring. One church 19 years and the church I'm at now 18 years. Pastoring. Started out preaching. Started out prophesying. Then not begin to evangelize. God called me from evangelism into pastorship. And I stayed in the pastorship now until I become an apostle. God will keep on promoting you if you trust him. If you put your trust in him, he won't let you down. Oh, I'm excited. Come on, go with me to Proverbs 28 and, 28 and 26. Proverbs twenty-eight and twenty-six: Those who trust in their own reasoning are fools, but those who walk in wisdom will be kept safe. What does that mean, Apostle? Never think that you know that you know better than God. Follow in the path that He lay out for you. For you is the best way to proceed. God has laid a path out for you. Follow His path. Don't get in your own ideal that you're right when you're wrong. See the devil will deceive you. He'll make you think you're right. He'll get you, cause you get the big head. And what the Bible says, stay humble. When Jambry and Jambry got big headed and rolled up that morning, now they know Moses was the leader. They know Moses was the. They know Moses was the one who God called to lead the people. And we got so many people in churches now that is having so many problems with, with ministers and leaders of honor them, and they don't want to obey. They don't want to do what they say. They call them disco I encourage you to have a meet with those ministers. And if they don't want to do right, you don't need to be fussing at them. You don't need to keep on letting them stay there until they tell the church up. You need to uh you need to dismiss them. You need to tell them bye. You need to give them a letter of resignation. If they can't obey you, if they can't follow your leadership, then you don't need them to honor you because there's a rebellious spirit gonna get on the members and after a while some of the members gonna do just like he doing and they're gonna be a coup, coup after a while and they're gonna try to take over. Do you not know that 70,000 people followed Jamie and January that morning? They encouraged 70,000, mom and daddy, children, dog, sheep, goats, Everybody. Seventy thousand people followed them that morning to cause such a disruption, called a coup that morning, and, and a coup. And that coup took seventy thousand people. Was encouraged by these two wicked men to try to take over Moses. Now, if you got a pastor, I encourage you trust God and trust your pastor. You quit trying to be the pastor. You quit trying to be the get in your place. If you a minister or evangelist, I don't care if you is a prophet. I don't care if you prophesy the light blank out in the church. When they get through blanking out, you. Sit out and humble yourself and know that you ain't the pastor. Don't go get somebody trying to follow you just because you got an anointing. Just because. Oh, you should be the pastor because, oh, you preach so eloquent. You preach different than the pastor preach. Don't let nobody deceive you, put that bigness in your head and make you tear up the church, make you call confusion and come the church. Trust the Lord. The day will come when you become a pastor. The day will come when you become a leader. So honor um, yourself and stay on your leader. And don't never get your, get to thinking that, that God called you above your leader. God will never call you above your leader. Your Your leader may not be as educated you are. Your leader may not have a, a prophetic gift like you got, but he's a leader, and God saw fit to put him there. So stay in your place. Don't get in that path of deception where the devil trying to tell you to take over, you know what Satan did, remember. Satan said he got tired of being in second place. He said he's gonna exalt himself above the heaven, above God, and he wanted people to worship him. Now that same spirit can get in people down here. Have you thinking you're greater than your pastor, think you think you're above your apostle. All of a sudden now you want to tell your apostle what to do, and your apostle is telling you what to do. Because God gave you a dream last night. Oh, girl, that was just that was just a greasy biscuit you ate. That's all that was. Sit down and humble yourself and let the Lord use you. See, so if you stay humble, God will exalt you in this season. Let me lead that along. Amen. You have to go to Isaiah 12 and 2. It says, God is indeed my salvation. I will trust and won't be afraid. See, you got to trust God always. Put your trust in the Lord and leave him there. Old folk, you just sang a song a long time ago. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I die. I'm going to stay on the battlefield. See, you got to stay the how long, pastor? you got to stay there how long, apostle? you got to stay there until you die. The moment you become born again, you got to put your trust in the Lord. See, when you become saved, you don't trust yourself no more. Trust your ideal, Don't trust your thinking because you'll be led astray. Sometimes when God tells you something to do, it's going to seem strange. You may not always see the end of the story, but you got to go. The Bible said Abraham believed, trusted God. He believed God that it was counted unto him for righteousness. Listen to this, y'all. Abraham didn't know where he was going. Oh, he knew he was going. He didn't know where he was going. The Bible said he was headed to a city that he didn't even know where it was. Huh? A building that made by God and not by him. He said he builder and maker with God, headed to a city that he didn't know where, it was, where he was headed at. God had him going somewhere. He didn't even know where he was headed. But we just got to know. I just got to know. I got to know. If I don't know, I ain't going to do it. Maybe sometimes you ain't going to know. Sometimes you got to step out on blind faith. Ah, shah, by. You got to step out on blind faith. You hear what I say? Well, what is blind faith, Apostle? Well, I'm going to tell you what blind faith is. Whenever a pilot is in the air flying an airplane, the only thing he has to depend upon is that compass, that navigation system. It's called a navigation system, and it's got a horizon line there. And on that horizon line, in the middle of the horizon line, is an airplane. Now, he must trust that navigation system, because if he don't trust that navigation system, he's going to lose his life and may take the life of all the people on that plane with him. What do you mean, Pastor? Because, see, that horizon line tells him when the plane to turn right, it tells him when the plane to turn left, It shows him that the plane is going up. They showed him that the plane is going down. Now he can't get in his cell in his ceiling and think the plane going down when the navigation system said it won't go down. And then go trying to pull the plane back up. He can't get in his ceiling, go trying to pull the plane up and when the navigation system didn't say the plane was going up, that the plane was going down. He can't go turning right when the navigation system didn't tell him that the plane was going left. He got to watch that horizon line, and wherever the wings is on that line, that's where the, that, that's where the, how the plane is flying. If it's sideways, it means it's he mean it's side. He need to straighten it up. If it's left, he need to straighten it up. If it's diving down, he needs to pull it back up. This is how he survived, and to, until the time until the time he stopped at the airport, he got to trust that navigation system. If any time in between that he decide that he ain't gonna trust it and start getting caught up in his ceiling, he's gonna crash that plane because. His feeling is going to receive him. That navigation line and that plane on that line is his livelihood. That's the only thing he got to trust. So it is with us. See, ain't no stop signs up in the air. Ain't no crossroads in the air. Huh? Ain't no 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 caution lights in the air. He can't see nothing. He's blind. It's just as dark as it can be. Only that horizon line that he's looking at. Is going to carry him safely to the airport. And so it is with you. There times it's going to feel like God is diving. <laughs> it's going to feel like God is just leading you the wrong way. It's going to feel like God don't know what he's doing. It's going to feel like, wait a minute, God, this ain't you. And it's going to be God because you got to trust him. You can't lean on your feelings because if you lean on your feelings, you might give up. You go by your feelings, you might quit. You go on your feelings, you might pull that plane up when it's supposed to be going down or make it die when it's supposed to be coming up. You've got to trust God by faith and not by your feelings because God don't make no mistake. God ain't going to guide you in the wrong way. God knows what he's doing. But we're so easy and so quick. It's our trusting in our own self. We get afraid. It's our trusting in our feeling. And then we go make a mistake. Sarah got to trust it in her feeling because the baby didn't come when she thought it was. And here today for him, 90 years old now. So she thought maybe he's going to die. He's 90. Come on, God. You told me that when I was 50, him was 60, 70, 80, 90. Here my husband is 90. I, you must want me to do something. So she took matters in her own hand. And she started trusting in her own feelings. And she had her husband to go into a concubine, to the maid, and, and got, got a baby and found out that she had made a mistake. How many know God don't make no mistake? If God said he's going to do it, I encourage you this evening. If God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He don't lie. He can't lie. He said, let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. God is faithful to his word. He going to do, if he has promised you something, then you ain't meant to die. Oh, I hope somebody heard that. If God has promised you something through the prophet or promised you something through the spirit, I promise you something through your word, you ain't fit to die, because God ain't no lying God. He's not going to lie about his promise. The Bible says, "Yet yeah, though he tarry, he's going to come. And when he do come, he's going to knock you down and run you over. We've been waiting. We've been here 18 years almost, and we've been praying and waiting for God to give us some land to build a church. And God did it Tuesday night. We we after a prayer meeting we went to the land that God gave us and we burnt the note debt free no oh, nothing. Now we're doing it trusting God to give us three hundred thousand dollars now so we could build the church. How many know God gonna do it? Now God told me that I won't go into the church debt free. He said I won't go go in to own no loan company nothing. He said when I go into the church, he said I'm gonna be able to burn the note just like I just burned the note for the land, don't owe nothing. I'm gonna burn the note for the church. Oh, I'm so excited, y'all. Oh, you know what I'm saying? He told the wrong one. He told the right one. I trust my God. I'm lit up this afternoon, y'all. I'm excited that God done, did stage number one. He gave us the land. Now he's going to give us the money from the north, south, east, and I don't know how it's going to come. But if I knew how it was going to come, it wouldn't be faith. For the Bible said, if you see it, it's not faith. But if you don't see it and believe it's going to come, it is faith. So I believe that it's coming. I believe that God is going to open the windows of heaven. I believe that God's going to touch hearts and turn them in our favor. I believe the same God that told Peter to go down to the river and get the corn out of the fish's mouth. Oh, he got somebody set up. He's going to put somebody in the way. Uh, he's going to touch somebody's heart, and he's going to do it. And we bless him. I trust him. Trust God. Trust him. That's the message this afternoon. Trust him. That's what he told me to tell you. He said, tell him to trust me. Somebody, God said, the reason that your prayer ain't been answered, because you're not truly trusting He said, you put your trust in him, then you take it out. You put your trust in him, I dare you to put your trust in God and leave it there. God has done so many things since I put my trust in him. My family got in a car wreck in 1992, head-on collision. My wife, all my children, in this car wreck. My wife, my mother-in-law, she broke her neck. My wife broke her hip in three places. My oldest girl got towed through the window, and the other three children got rubbed up one way or the other. And the doctor told my wife was there in intensive care. And the doctor told us that she had to have an operation because her real had broke and stuck into her liver. And the doctor said that the operation was serious because a liver operation is serious because the liver would bleed. And my wife was already a bleeder anyway, so the liver would bleed. They said the chances are that she would bleed to death on the operation table, but even though they're going to give her the operation. So the doctor gave us no choice at all uh, that she was going to live. And they said the operation would be in the morning. we got to do it because she's bleeding on the inside. But that night, my wife sat there, and she noticed why she was there, because they gave her pain medicine, because she was in pain. But she noticed that a, a young lady dressed in white was sitting in the room with her, and the young lady sat there all night long with her in the operating room. My wife was a woman to say, She trusts God. God what the doctor say. She trusts God. And the lady sat there all night. And early that morning, about 7 o'clock, the lady got up and left. But the lady comforted my wife. It made her feel good that the lady sat with her all night. So my wife was concerned, and she asked them, said, who was the lady? I want to thank that lady that sat with me all night because she made me feel so good but better, called my pain to ease and I was able to get through the night. I would love to talk to her. Who is she? They said to her, no lady sat with you at night. They said, we don't have no staff. We're not staffed that way. We don't have nobody that we could let come here and sit with you all night long. We don't know who that was. But that morning... Ah, oh, shot up, bo 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 shay. When the when the doctor came in, the doctor said they don't know what happened. They said, but the liver stopped bleeding on its own, and we do not have to operate. Cut the long story short, that been a number of years ago. Now all my family, my mother had passed, and she didn't pass from that accident either. She passed because God called her home from another condition. But God brought them all out that hospital. Thirty days later, my wife came out of the hospital having a broke leg now in three places. She came out, and they put rods in her leg and her feet, but she came out in 30 days. My mama came out having a broke neck in 30 days, and my children, my three three daughters and my son, the devil desired, destroyed them, but I trust the Lord. I want y'all to know the Bible said when sudden fear come upon you, be not afraid. Yes, sudden fear came on me, but I remember the verse of Scripture. Be not afraid. Sometimes things going to happen and they're going to want to make you be afraid, but I encourage you. Look beyond the fear and see that God got it. God got you. He's your loving father. Oh, you his child. Quit letting the devil see you, tell you because you did this and you did that. God mad at you and God is punishing you, and that's why this and that ain't happening baby he's a loving kind God yes he's a God of judgment but see if you belong to him God don't have you on the on the judgment list listen to me we got this thing all mixed up we think because we mess up and make mistakes that God judges us God does not judge his children that is Christian that been born again God chastised those that he loved he judged those that are out of his will but we that are in his will he chastised us he corrects us he instructs us he directs us so God may be directing you instructing you. He may be trying to get you attentive, and sometimes you have to do it through situations, but God brought my wife out and my whole family, and I just want to share that with you. Praise God. So so if you place your faith in the Lord, he will lead you to salvation. All you have to do is believe. Do like Abraham. Just believe God. Believe that he'll do it. It's the simplest thing. Just believe him, and don't, don't doubt. Just know that God is an unfailing God. And he he and he has your need in hand. He cares for you. He wants you to be blessed. He wants to do it. I remember I remember I remember that I was financially going through a financial struggle. After the accident, you know, they sent me a a, a check. But the check they sent me, they sent it with my name on it and the hospital name on it too. I really needed the money because I was Struck back and forth to the hospital, Chapel Hill. I mean, it was a long way. Uh, you know, and I, run, and, and I was trying to work and my job, and I was some missing days at work. And so I was financially struggling, and I needed that check. But the bank wouldn't cash it because that the, that the hospital name was on it. So I went to church on Saturday night. You know, you know, I would go to church. I'd go to church. I stayed in church. And the prophet, God picked the prophet up, and the prophet said to me, Go back to the bank. See, sometimes maybe you already done fish on that side, like God told Peter. You already fished on that side. There ain't nothing happening. He told Peter to catch a net on the other side. So I'll leave that alone. I'll mess that a little later, a bit. So God told me to go back to the bank, do the profit. I said, but they turned me down. But God said, go back to the bank. So I takes the check that Monday, and I head to the bank. But, but, but. God said, don't go to the same brand, but go to, go to the same brand, but don't go to the same bank. So I went to the same brand, but it was about three branches in the bank in town with the same brand. So I went to the same brand for not the same bank. So I get there and put the check on the day, and the devil already told me to say, now, they're going to see that name of their hospital on that check and they're gonna tell you they're not gonna cash. So I don't know why you believe what that prophet here. So I took the check so you need it. They told me that for I got out the car. Now you just wasting your time. So I goes into the bank, I laid the check up on the counter and I said to the lady, like she act like she knew me, how you doing Mr Lockamy? I said, I'm doing fine. How's your day? I said my day fine. She said to me, Um, how would you want this? How would you like for us to cast this? How would you want it back? I said, Oh, to God be the glory. I said, No, I'm not gonna posit it right now. I said, Give it all to me. I was so excited. You see how God how God can work if you trust him? You gotta trust God. You gotta do like he told Peter. Cast that net on the other side. Peter said we don't see there all night, Lord. Peter Jesus said, Yes, but nevertheless. Peter said, Remember, Peter didn't do it so much because he trust Peter said, Nevertheless, Lord, according to your word. I'll do it. And he kept that net over there, and all those fishes. towed the nets, to sink the boat. Somebody need to cast that net in faith. You need to get. You don't trust in yourself. You don't trust in your money. You don't trust in others. Some of you God don't doors, doing. So won't nobody even lend you no money, family and nobody else. So you can put your trust in Him. So I had that problem. I had that problem where I run it from family members. I run to everybody, and God shed the door. I said, God, I went and they told me, no, it hurt my feelings, and they told me, no. Why would you tell me no when you know I'm in need? But God allowed it to happen that I might put my trust in him. And when I put my trust in God, God opened the windows of heaven, and he pulled me out of blessing. So I encourage you, put your trust in the Lord. Don't put your trust in man. Man, will hurt your feelings. See, when I was out there trusting man, man going from family member and family, they were telling them, they were talking about me, You're calling me all kind of names, because they would lend me the money and then call the next one down the street and tell them that they lend it to me. And it would hurt my feelings. It hurt your feeling when somebody gives you a dress or gives you an outfit, and then at church the next Sunday, they say, oh, do that outfit look good that I gave you? You see how hurting for that is? When you give somebody something, don't mention it in church the next day. Don't come out to call somebody on the phone and tell them you gave them that dress because it's offensive. So put your trust in God, and then if you put your trust in God, songwriter says he won't tell nobody. Well, he will sometimes. He'll tell somebody, but it'll be for a good reason. Okay. Uh, those who trust in their own reason are food, but those who walk in wisdom will be kept silent. Psalm 9 and 10, those who know your name trust you because you have not abandoned them any to seek you. Psalm 9 and 10, those who know your name trust you because you have not abandoned any who seek you, Lord. And those who trust in their own reason are fools. But those who walk in wisdom, it, we kept in silence. Never think that you would know, okay, he said, never think you know more than God. Now let's go down to Isaiah 12, I mean, uh, We read that. I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, Psalm 25 and 2. My God, I trust you. Please don't let me be put to shame. Don't let my enemy rejoice. I want you to know that sometimes the devil will try to make you feel bad. Come on, you trust the Lord and look how he did. What have God done for you? And then then you don't know what to say. Look, when people do you like that, let them know God done a lot for me. God will not ashamed you. If you trust God, God will not let you be ashamed. It can feel scary to put total trust in God, but he has your back to all all things. Yes, yes, it seems scary sometimes, just like in that airplane up there. Trusting that navigation system, and that's the only thing you got to go by. That's a scary thing. What if it malfunctions? What if it do fail? What if it do go hay off? What you gonna do up there if if that if that navigation system go bad and it do go cuckoo? What you gonna do? You don't know where you go, lay up right up down. Now you're going off of your feeling, and sooner or later it may cost you your life. But God ain't that way. You can trust God even when it seems scary, even when it seems like. Uh, you don't know what you're doing. See what happened with the children of Israel. See they got mad at Moses because they thought Moses was leading them in his own self. They didn't know Moses. They, they didn't know Moses was trusting the Lord. Moses didn't go toward the Red Sea because he wanted to. God told him to go there. God told him to go to the sea. See, they, there were three other ways he could have went. He could have went to the north, south, or the east. He went west toward the north toward toward the, toward the, uh, the Red Sea. He could have went through the city. He could have went through the town. There They could have got some, some, some ham and some chicken and, and got some fast food. They they could have ate real good, and that's what they were mad about. He could have led them through the city where there were plenty of food. But not only did he not lead them through the city, he led them out in the wilderness where there was the old river. Here they is up against the sea. And they like, come on. Come on. How could how – could, didn't you – don't you think God saw that sea over there? That's what they were saying. Moses. Don't you think God saw that seal there? Now, how are you going to get us out here and tell us that God led you this way? When you had three other ways to go, we would have got away from Pharaoh. Now we are jammed up against the Red Sea, and, and Pharaoh coming behind us and said, to take our life, it was better that we had stayed in Egypt. That's what they said. But what they didn't understand was God will fit to work a miracle. God led them up against the sea. God the one got your back up against the wall. God the one knocked the legs out from under your table. God the one put you in the situation you End. God the one told out that plan of yours so He can get His plan. You don't been planning long enough. You don't been doing it your way long enough. And God is tied up your plan so you can give, He can give you His plan. He wants you to trust Him. He wants you to trust. Listen, when God told me three years ago in nineteen and twenty nineteen, when God told me to retire that He wanted me in the ministry, I didn't understand that this day was going to come that I have now. I would still be working. I didn't know that this door was gonna come open. God said, I want you in the ministry. My job said, I want you. And God said, I want you. My job told me, said, Well listen, when you when your outward outward job get greater than your inner job, they told me to hit the door. They they tried to get rid of me. They're gonna throw me out because they wouldn't let me go run revival. The and they wouldn't let me go and do services at night. Did everything they could do to hinder me from doing it, they did it. I had a revival one time, and my supervisor told me said, "Well, you can run the revival say, "But you won't have no job tomorrow when you get back." So, so there were so many hindrances that I could not obey God, but God told me to retire in 2019, and I, and, listen, and my income would not let me retire. You know You know that when you retire, you're only going to get about 25 percent of your income what you're getting, and that' won't a whole lot. And, and 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 I could not see that God is telling me to retire when I can't even, I'm just making it now with all my income, and God's gonna turn around telling me retire, well, he's gonna only give me 25% of my income, but I did not see what God was doing. I didn't see the hidden blessing that God had. Listen, quit trying to be smarter than God. God knows what he's doing. God had an opening door, hot tie, bo 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 she. God had a hidden blessing that I didn't know nothing about. And he got one for you, too. Oh, you got to obey him? Obey him. Pastors, Quit trusting in your member. Quit trusting in your member. You preach that word. You preach it in seed in and out of seed. In. You tell them the wages of sin and death and the gifts of God is eternal life. You tell them if they don't live right, they're going to hell. And if they live right, they're going to heaven. Don't you bite your tongue. Don't you shun God's word because they're paying you and you sure they ain't going to pay you. God's going to pay you. Your salary comes from God. You tell them what God said. Don't shun God's word. Don't draw back on God's word. Don't you draw back on the truth. Because it's the word of God that's going to save them or condemn them. So you tell God. You trust God. Trust God to meet your need, Trust God to pay you what due do you. Yes. I'm not saying you should not get anything. Cause the Bible said a workman's word of his higher. But I'm saying don't you trust in them things. Don't you start trusting in that money. You find yourself not saying what God wants you to say in the in the message. You'll find yourself a sugarcoating God's word. And that way people's souls gonna be lost. He said, Cry loud and tell spare not. Tell thine men, the men and women, boys and girls, that to the wages of sin and death and the gifts of God is the Son of life. He said, If you see the terror coming, well, I'm talking to some leaders now, pastors, who letting that money they give you make you not tell the truth, make you not say what's right and what's wrong. Black is black and white is white. He said, if you see the terror coming and cry not and tell them about it, he said, the blood going to be on your hand. He said, but if you see the terror coming and you tell them and they don't return and they don't repent, then the blood is off your hand. Your hands are clean. So pastors and leaders. Don't walk around with bloody hands. Don't walk around with condemnation on your hand. Don't walk around with your hands unclean because you didn't tell them members there. That mother been on the motherboard about sixty-five years and she still ain't saved and think she's saved. That deacon over there going to get drunk every time he leaves church and you ain't said nothing to him yet. Holding positions in the church and ain't saved, ain't sanctified, Holy Ghost filled and five baptized. Holding positions and you know it, and you ain't saying nothing because they Hand you your salary, for God I live, and for God I die, pastor. That's what you got to do. I hope I'm talking to some leader, talking to some pastor, talking to some apostle. Don't be scared of them people. Don't let them make you do and lose out like Saul did. Saul said, the people. God told him to kill everything. He said he threatened the people. He said, the people. People want to keep the sheets and keep this and keep that. But God didn't tell him to keep nothing. God told him to kill everything. What he should have told the people was, I'm sorry. I know you want to keep these pretty sheep. You want to keep these women and all that, but they're going to die today. But God said they're going to die. You got to obey God. It's the only way folks going to be saved is you obey God. Do it God way. Because you don't do it God way. Oh, people are going to be lost. Psalm 9010. Those who know your name trust you because you have no abandon, who seek you, Lord. When you seek God in his goodness, he will hold you up with his promise. When you seek God and do the right thing, God will have your back. I Don't care how bad it looks, God will have your back. I don't care what the devil say. I don't care what weapon form against you. God will have your back. Amen. Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, God don't change. God don't change. God's word is true. What he said to one, he said to of all. So don't go changing God's word to satisfy nobody. Our uncle, grandma, cousin, if you want them cousin's shirt and it's hard for you to speak to them cousin them folk, you need to close your eyes and, and, and preach it anyway. Let them throw you on out. God will give you another church. Close your eyes and preach the truth. Tell them that the ways of the sin and death and the gifts of God is eternal life. Huh? Tell the deacon he can't have a wife and a girlfriend, too. Tell them mothers they can't have a husband and a boyfriend, too. Come on. Tell them sisters they can't stay in the choir and go out and get a baby every time they want to and get back in the choir. Tell them the truth. Tell them. Tell them. They can't name the name of Christ and walk in fornication every day and walk in a dust every day. Tell them it's holiness in hell. Tell them it's right or wrong. Tell them that they can't claim the name of Christ and live ungodly, because God will not dwell in an unclean temple. Tell them to sanctify themselves so God can live inside of them. Oh, God wants to live inside of us. God wants to glorify himself inside of us. Amen. No matter who you become or who you are, Jesus Christ will always be the same today. He ain't going to change. We change, but God don't change. Mm-hmm. We end the day out tomorrow, up the day down tomorrow, but God never changes. He's God, and he's going to always be God. So we ought to be like God. We should. People should know how to figure you out. I've been hearing people say, well, I don't know what to say to her because, you know, she, she might do this and she might do that. And, baby, if, if you got a person that way, they might need to go get saved again. They they might need to go back to the altar. When you got to figure out whether people saved or not, they're gonna cuss you out because you called them early in the morning. They need some salvation. So, 4 and 19 said, and I might let this be my last one, my God will meet your this is trusting God now. My God will meet your every need in glory that is found in Christ Jesus. If you in Christ Jesus, the Bible says we have riches in heavenly places. When you listen, if you in Christ Jesus, you already spiritually rich. And if you're spiritually rich, you're naturally rich. He said he had riches in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, just like the city you live in have different banks, different name banks, all them banks got millions of dollars in it. Well, God got riches in heavenly places, and your, and you and the riches are yours. He said the earth of the Lord, and the fullness of, and the righteous shall inherit the earth. Those riches are yours. But what you got to do is put your trust in God. Quit living shabby. Uh, quit living unstable and have an inventory of yourself. Don't have no inventory of me. You have an inventory of yourself. Uh, the Bible says "Seeing what time it is. Uh, you are what, 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 what kind of person ought you to be? And word and conversation. seeing that we're living in the last days. We're living in a time where men rather do wrong than do right. This is a time for you to have an inventory of yourself. Check yourself. See where you're in in God. God want to bless you. Paul said he was above all things you might prosper and be in your health and your soul prosper. So if you don't feel like That God is blessing you the way you need to be blessed. If you feel like that you coming short of God blessing that, then you need to have an inventory of yourself. You need to go back to the altar and talk to God, lay out yourself before the Lord, because God loves you. He want to bless you. He want to prosper you. If He took this 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 apostle, this no name man from prison who had nothing, didn't have enough money to buy my to buy a wedding ring for my wife. Then he had to get the money from my mother in law just to get a wedding ring to marry my wife. Then he have a house to put in. Didn't have a home to take her to. Didn't have a dress to put on her. Couldn't even put no clothes on her. But today, God prospered us because we trusted the Lord. She trusted the Lord and married me. And because she married me, trusted the Lord, God has blessed her abundance. I encourage you this evening. Put your trust in the Lord and leave it there. In Jesus' name, amen. Apostles,
0: Amen and amen. That's all I can say.
3: <laughs> <laughs> amen. Well,
0: can you give the plan? Well, you've been talking about the plan of salvation, so can you just give the prayer of invitation?
3: Yes, we invite whoever it might be in, uh, in the name of Jesus to just repeat out to me, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. I realize I've done wrong to come short of your glory. I accept the plan of salvation. That Jesus was born by the Virgin Mary, He suffered on a polluted pilot. He was crucified, dead and buried. On the third day, He rose from the dead dead, and eclipsed go oh, the grave death and hell. He gone back to Father to prepare a place for me in His kingdom. He will come as He promised to judge the world, to deliver the righteous. He's sitting on the right hand side of the Father right now. You said if I believe that in my heart and confess it with my mouth, I shall be saved. So if you believe that now, that Jesus, that God gave his son to a virgin, and then because called the dead. He rose on the third day. And the Bible says, if you believe that in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. If you believe that, then you're saved now. precious Father, whosoever they may be that heard this, whosoever they be that believe this, Lord, I truly believe they're saved now, because according to your word, God, and I ask that you let this salvation find a root and place in their soul, God. Let them grow from higher heights to deeper depths, Grow from one degree to another, Lord. That in the sanctified, holy, Lord. Fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit, God, and for Your name so forever we'll be glorified in them. Let they grow and grow and grow, that they might one day make disciples. God, You told the disciple to go and make disciples. Let them grow to a point that one day they'll make disciples. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen and Amen. Do you have anything you want to close with? Because you've not said enough.
3: We're good. We're good. <laughs>
0: well, God bless you. Thank you so much. Again, this is Apostle Alexander Lockamy from the Burning Bush. Do you have a testimony that what I heard some good news that's happening for you. Can you tell us what it
2: is?
3: Yes, God just blessed us with 3.2 acres of land, clear land. We ain't got to do nothing but go out there and build on it. And it was the Lord doing. We prayed for it cash. God bless us. To be, hey, they thought we were getting along, you know. They just couldn't believe that we paid for it cash. And we, God would bless us so that we were able to save the money to pay for it cash. And we had service Tuesday night. After Tuesday night, we had all the members to get in the car, and it looked like we were going to a fair or somewhere. People all in the neighborhood came down there. They were so excited. They were wondering what was going on. They started stopping. One lady said, I'm nosy. I still let to come to see what's going on. We told them we're out here. we fit to build a church. I said, we come out here to burn the note on the land that God had paid for, it, and we burnt the note. So we was excited, we were rejoicing, we just gave God praise, and we just met out there and just rejoice.
0: rejoiced. Wow. Too many people can't say that. They found the land paid for it cash, and now they get ready to build on it. Where is it located at?
3: It's located just a, uh, about, about a couple of miles away from my church in Irwin, North Carolina, right around the corner.
0: Irwin, North Carolina. And what's your phone number? If people want to get in touch with you for prayer or find out how miracles work in their life. Can you say it for us real slow?
3: 658-5206. 910-658-5206.
0: God bless you again. We thank you so much because truly your prayers have came to pass. The God has given you prophecy. And and it has come to pass So we thank you Again, you listen to Apostle Lockamy Alexander Lockamy On Thursday nights You can hear him here from 7 o'clock p.m. To 8 o'clock p.m. You can hear him right on this radio station God bless you, sir
3: God bless
1: Amen. Amen Amen been talked about, but thank you, Lord, I've been misunderstood, but thank you, Lord, you might be tricked by the with pain, but thank you, Lord, the bills are due, don't know where the money coming from, but thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, How <laughs> old?
0: You're listening to Reverend Paul Jones, I Won't Complain. Reverend Paul Jones. Every one of my tears away, I, 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 my
1: midnight injury day. So instead of complaining, I learned how to lift them hands, look up toward heaven, and say, thank you all. I won't complain, I won't complain, I know it's time to go home, but I won't complain. I used to but I I could but I won't, I won't, I won't. complaining some of y'all been mumbling some of y'all been grumbling but y'all thank God for bringing you this far y'all thank God for bringing you from the mountain way. and you alright and you alright y'all will stand on your feet and praise the Lord yeah!